0: Please be seated. And good morning, Cathedral Church. Good morning. I was so moved by the uh, scripture reading from the Old Testament this morning that I based my sermon on that. So if you would look with me at that reading from Genesis. And this section, which calls to me. The same night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. I want to ask you a question this morning. What keeps you up at night, all souls? What keeps you up at night? Or perhaps you sleep soundly, and for that I am very jealous. (laughs) But if you do not, if, like me, you are prone to toss and turn, what keeps you up at night? Is it work? Is it stress? Is it the bills you need to pay? Is it the news? Are you watching football? Are you scrolling your iPad or your iPhone endlessly? Perhaps you're thinking too much, ruminating on memories from years or decades past, memories that might make you cringe. Perhaps you did something embarrassing, something that haunts you. Perhaps you didn't do something or failed to act in some way, are you worried about someone or something in your life? It is really easy to stow away those thoughts and those habits in the beauty of the day, especially a day like today or yesterday when the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina are bathed in red and gold and brown and the air is crisp and The sunshine is warm. In the daytime we can keep ourselves busy with work and with tasks that fill our time. But it is at night, in the silence of the darkness, that our fears, our greatest stresses, and our incessant worrying takes hold, and it keeps me up at night. It is nighttime in the Old Testament reading from Genesis this morning, and it seems to me that it is nighttime in our world today. And the darkness seems so deep that we find ourselves unable to find which way to turn, unable to sleep, unable to rest our eyes for fears of the past and anxiety about the future. It is nighttime, all souls in the social and political world of the, in the social and political order of this world it is nighttime the war in ukraine it continues to rage on and on and on the media tells us with growing confidence that the financial forecast is pain as we head into another financial recession as we tighten our belts again and make cuts again And there is this cloud of violence which grows, violence in our streets, violence in our schools. Indeed the cloud of violence is so large, so paralyzing that we spend our days going about our lives even as the specter of nuclear war grows more ominous and ominous each day. An election approaches which again seems posed to stretch our limits of democracy and indeed the sanity of this nation. It is nighttime. It is nighttime in our personal lives. More than ever before, people struggle with anxiety and stress. They are struggling and haunted by the weight of what it even takes to survive in this world right now, let alone save. Dark clouds of stress and depression fill our mental and emotional skies. And we still struggle with COVID 19. If you think we don't, just ask the young child who spent the first two years of middle school on a computer screen. Ask those still struggling with the effects of long COVID. It is nighttime, friends, and we are stressed, and we cannot find peace at night. For Jacob, in Genesis this morning, the darkness is also surrounding him. I find it an intriguing detail that Jacob is on the move at night. This is the repercussions of a lifetime of trickery and deceit. You might remember from vacation Bible school or Sunday school that this is the Jacob that deceived his father in order to steal the birthright of his older brother Esau, who positioned goats at the bedside of his blind father to deceive him. This is the Jacob that siphoned off the best sheets from the flock of Laban, This is the Jacob who stole the precious totems from Laban and his family and left under the cover of darkness like thieves in the night. Jacob, the trickster, the deceiver of the Hebrew Bible. Jacob, whose name is a play on the Hebrew language. You see, in Hebrew, Jacob translates to he whom God protects. But there's also a subtlety, a play on words. It can also mean the heel. As in he who takes by the heel. You might remember that Jacob was brought into this world with his twin clutching the clutching the heel of Esau as he came out of the womb. So Jacob, he whom God protects, he who takes by the heel is he who supplants, who displaces, who replaces, who supersedes and overtakes. The trickster. Jacob, a man who took and took and took his entire life, the protagonist in everybody's story, is being pursued this long night. In pursuit is Esau, the brother he deceived. Esau pursues him with what we are told is an army of 400 men. And chapter 32 of Genesis tells us that this news makes Jacob greatly afraid and distressed. Greatly afraid and distressed, there is no rest for Jacob this night. Stress, danger, it chases him on every side. And as the tension mounts, as the tension grows, he sheds cattle and flocks behind him in an effort to appease his pursuers. We are told that he sends his family and his children and all of his possessions ahead of him. He took them and sent them across the stream and likewise everything that he had and Jacob was left alone. And it is in this moment of absolute uncertainty, of absolute danger, of absolute solitude, stripped of all his possessions that Jacob wrestles with God. And it is here that Jacob offers us a blueprint, architectural plans that speak to us here and now as we occupy our own bit of land called Penuel. Penuel, that place where our past, both both individually and collectively, nip at our heels and bear down on us like an army of men. Penuel, that place where our future seems so vulnerable and untenable and shrouded in doubt. Penuel, that place where the only way forward is to struggle with God, to reckon with our pasts, to bring about some, some sort of future. Penuel, the place of sleepless nights and struggle with God. Have you spent some time there? If you have or if you are, if you are like Jacob wrestling with God at night, might it be that God is calling you out in your life right now, confronting you like he confronted Jacob? Might it be that God is trying to wrestle you out of a sense of complacency that may let you idle by as your neighbors struggle with issues like hunger and poverty and war? Could it be that in your struggles to sleep, and obtain some peace, that God is trying to grab you and desperately shake you out of this spell, which has you walking through the streets of this city with your hands in your pockets and your eyes closed and your mouth shut. Or is it more about all of us? Perhaps this is God confronting his church, wrestling them from the structures of the past which they love and cherish so much, chapters of the past that are Have their own deceitful and dubious moments, but a past which might hinder them as they cross the Jabbok into new eras and new chapters of life. We are told that Jacob wrestles with God until daybreak, it's exhausting. He wrestles not letting go of God until he receives a blessing. Let me go, he says, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. Jacob gets his blessing. And he is bestowed with a new name. Jacob is now Israel because he has striven with God and humans and prevailed. But this transformation... This transformation it comes at a cost. Jacob is wounded. his His hip is knocked out of socket, and he has a permanent limp. Life will never be the same. And one can imagine that this injury is one that is ever present and nagging on Jacob for the rest of his life. It might flare up in the winter time when the, the temperatures drop and the air pressure mounts. It might cry out to him angrily in those moments when he cannot sleep at night. It might serve as a constant reminder of this struggle with God and his transformation from trickster and deceiver to wise and forgiven. Friends, our confrontations with God, if we approach them authentically and honestly and vulnerably, They will leave us beaten down, exhausted, wounded, perhaps even permanently wounded. Our lives may never be the same after such encounters with God. It's painful. But I believe that this struggle, it comes out of God's love for God's own creation. God would rather leave us wounded, walking with a limp, than to live otherwise. God would rather have us inconvenienced, beaten down, exhausted, and sore than to go through life carefree, oblivious, and ignorant to the suffering of the world. God wrestles with us through our sleepless nights in Penuel with the promise that if we give our best efforts, if we strive, if we refuse to let go, that blessing and benediction and daybreak lie just on the other side. What keeps you up at night, all souls? What disturbs you as you sleep, wrestles with you in your most vulnerable moments? Be vigilant. Refuse to let go. Daybreak is coming soon, and the sunlight washing over the mountains and the valleys of Pinuel. it heralds transformation, not only for you, for this church, but indeed for all of God's creation. Amen.